Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Starting is everything when it comes to fitness. I know me personally, it's always, you know, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. Mm. And then I had to figure out that it just has to be a little baby step. I don't have to take a big leap. It just needs to be a little, little Little guy. Little leap. Yeah. Yeah. But Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're at. Wherever you're starting, there's thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether that's beginner or advanced rides, feel-good live DJ rides or artist-themed rides. I like the 90s R&B. Yes. I like the Alanis Morissette. Oh. I heard the Taylor Swift ride was, like, wild. An experience. Mm-hmm. An emotional experience. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help take the guesswork out of your workout, and encourage you to build from there. Wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Hi guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. What's, What's up, everyone? everyone? Hello. Oh my god. Just a couple fall bitches. Oh, it is feeling fall and it's October officially. I, I mean, it was when the, our last episode came out, but we hadn't recorded it in fall. Well, also, it's been 80 degrees for the last week. And so... For real. Yeah, Sierra's wedding was like the only break in weather we had had. And (laughs) then it went straight back to being balls-ass hot. Was that the universe? Maybe. Maybe. I think probably. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, then it went back up to fucking 80s this last week. And I was sweating my Mm -hmm. jaj off. (laughs) I was sweating all morning. And I came in to get ready. And then right before we're ready to record, I'm like, I'm a chilly bitch. Yeah, we're getting down into the 50s and 60s where mommy likes (laughs) it. So we walked down. only in fall. When it's spring in its 50s and 60s, I'm like, where's the 70 degree weather, bitch? It's crazy. So we walked down a couple uh, stores (gasps) and I got got a sweatshirt from a cute local shop. So cute. It says Halloween 1978, right? Is that what it says? Halloween 1978. I I genuinely like, I don't even like the pumpkin. I just like, well, I like the... I like this orange color. Yeah. Is that weird? No, I, I agree. It's a nice orange. It is a nice orange. Hard to find a nice orange it sometimes. Is or- sometimes they're too aggressive. Mm. I'm like, you're being too red orange right now. I need you to be a little more yellow orange. <laughs> yeah, or I need you to just be more muted. Yeah. I need you to be less. <laughs> and the orange is like, go find less. I'm going to be as orange as I want to be. Okay, fine. Aren't you glad I'm not a banana? <laughs> no. No, I like you to be a banana also. Oh my god! Today I took my kids grocery shopping, and I said that we did also get. Yeah, as soon as I tell you the fact that I was at the grocery store today, and I grabbed bananas and four started ripping them apart. No, yeah, my my dad used to just let his children, not me, but the smaller ones, just eat bananas throughout the thing. Now there are bananas, like there are take and go bananas and apples, and sometimes the people at the deli give my kids cheese. Oh, that's nice. But I wanted all the bananas to stay together and yeah. i looked down and he's like mm, pulling them apart one of them he completely opened 
And I, I put it on the belt. I was like, those are a, those are all one. <laughs> if you could just weigh them all together. <laughs> they did come as one, please. <laughs> yeah. I know they look like individual bananas. <laughs> my toddler touched them all. But... <laughs> so I do need to buy these. Now. Yeah. But um, yes, we also got necklaces from the store. Uh, and they are angel number 222. Uh, that is... The day our grandma passed. Um, 2.22. That's not, I mean, it is an influential day, I guess, but. In like an angel way, though, I yes. feel. Because this then we looked. became one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because then we looked at the. Meaning. Meaning of it. And it said like, right place, right time. Yeah. And we're like, okay. I'm Everything feels. It. Yeah. And I've seen the number 2.22 in, well, I've said that. 2222 or two seven. seven or seven seven like all of those twos and sevens that picture on your wedding that picture on my wedding i don't know if you saw it um was it's it on my post i believe yes. it's on one of jerry's or it might be on the ladies and tangents oh yeah i you think it's collabed on the with it carousel that i put on the ladies and tangents the one with the horse is the front page there's one yeah yeah <laughs> there's one of me and Corey like looking at each other and smiling in the limo and on my phone the only time you can see a time it says 227 mm-hmm. yeah i took so many pictures of you guys in the limo and the only one where you can see your phone the time is 227 wild yeah. But yeah, so we bought those and it was really nice. And then we had just a nice interaction with the girls. Yeah. They were really sweet. They gave us rocks. They did. Gem- <gasps> my gemstones. Yeah. And so if you see us fiddling with stuff. Yeah, I'm going to get my stone out. <laughs> I'm I'm just rubbing rock my hard stone. Right now. <laughs> I am rock hard right now with my stone. Yeah. Um. So crazy. Uh. Today we finally, it's goodbye to our old house. Mm. And yesterday we went and signed the papers. I had to sign them because we're legally married now. <laughs> it was crazy because we've been trying to sell this house for a while. Uh-huh. And then it just so happened that it sold and they were like, but since you will be legally wed like a week before Sierra, we will need you to come in to sign yeah. papers because technically now you have rights to it. I'm mm. like, ah, I could stop the sale. <laughs> you walk in and you're like, no. Actually, I say nay. <laughs> Um, but we did it. We did all the things. And then we, I was like, can we go one more time and walk through it? Mm-hmm. I have gone through it several times since it's been like naked <laughs> and <laughs> I've felt nothing. I've just been like, man, maybe this was like a good thing because every time I'm just in this house, I feel claustrophobic. It was very yeah. small, which I've said multiple times. And like our new house is very different from it. So I'm like, maybe I just am not going to miss it. But I think because I knew this was going to be the last time, I sobbed. You did? I went full floodgates. I had my sunglasses on. I was just like, tears. God damn. Did anyone take a picture? No. Corey was, he was kind of emotional as well. So we were both just like staring at each other with smiles, but tears. If you don't. Stop being selfish and, <laughs> and not document tears. when you're tearing like that. I want to see it. I know. Well, it was very like I was trying to hide. Again, I was trying to hide it. Why? I don't know what's wrong with it, me. That's a very, very emotional thing. And also, when you were saying that, um, I'm really trying to lean into my witchy stuff, guys, because stuff it. keeps happening where I'm like, oh, my God, I, I called fucking this. called it. Either either I have uh, become so hypervigilant to and noticing patterns that I am just overly predicting things or I'm a witch <laughs> either really these? could be true yeah. but I'm leaning I'm leaning witch just because it's more fun uh, but I heard in my head when you were saying that that you got too big for the house 
It's not that the house wasn't big enough. You got too big. I agree. For the house. Because, and I even said that. That's very wild because as we were going through, I was like, I don't remember it being this small. Mm-hmm. When we moved in, when we went through the first time where it looked virtually the same, because yeah. um, everything was naked and we, we bought it, I remember being like, this is a huge space for us. Look at mm-hmm. all the rooms because I was used to an apartment. Yeah. I didn't ever have a yard. And uh, so, of course, then we started talking about like memories and stuff. And I was like, in our bedroom, for the first like three years that we were together, we slept on a mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have like any kind of a. And I was like, do you remember when we slept on a mattress on the floor here? Like mm-hmm. that's for a year and a half of living in this house. And to us, it was not like, I mean, we definitely didn't have money, but we were using our money for different things. We probably yeah, yeah, could yeah. have afforded one, but we were like, do we need one? We're fine sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Let's just it was in our bedroom besides us. Right. Doesn't matter. Um. But yeah, it was so like, I guess I had forgotten those moments until I was back in there. And it was wild that as I was walking through that last time, it was like floods of memories oh, yeah. of like moments in each of these rooms. And so, yeah, yeah I just got very emotional and it Aww. was, but it was a good emotional. Yeah. And I was it happy always about is. it. Yeah. I had that when we moved out of our Canton house. It was really, really emotional. There was part of me that felt guilty because that's where, you know, Shane and I had gotten married and that's where we started our life yes. and that's where we brought Ollie home to like yep. and so part of me was like I feel like I'm leaving parts of me yes. here and I don't want to let go of that yeah but like why do you, why did I need to take those parts why did I need exactly. to hold on to that like so well that's what he kept telling me he was like this isn't over it's just the beginning this was just the Aww. beginning and it's bigger and better things and this was like our start but we're not you know and I'm like you're right I don't know if I'll feel that way with my current house really well I didn't think I would and then there's just yeah there's so many moments because think about it that's the house we podcasted in yeah it is like think that's gonna be crazy I'm actually emotional that just made me emotional (laughs) I know I was gonna say that might make me emotional when you leave I was just thinking about when we started the podcast and finding that picture from like one of the first times we were recording and Shane had made our mic stands out of wood yes and we were in my office yeah we had a big l-shaped desk for you and I both work at and we only got to do it for like (laughs) a month two months (laughs) before I got pregnant yeah and And then you were like well this is gonna have to be a baby's room (laughs) yeah this is gonna become a nursery yeah and now it's his big boy room I know See, you think that you won't. And then it's like, I said, I think it's just because it's this finality. It's this last time. And so it was a very like, it was good, but it was, I didn't expect myself to break down like that. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I have. (laughs) That's really (laughs) all that happened this week. I think I can't really remember anything um, too big. I don't think that I have anything to share. So here's what we're going to do this week, everyone. I have to I have to just give a little disclaimer because you're shaking. I'm nervous. nervous. You know, I get nervous for these things because I feel like this is always the time we get pushed back a little bit, which we encourage communication. Yeah. But like I want everyone to go. This one is going to make some people feel defensive. Now, here's something. I don't know what she's about to tell me. I know the topic, but she even said before we started, she's like researching this. I felt some type of way and it upset Mm -hmm. me. And she goes, and I know it's going to upset you as well, but I don't want to shy away from that. Yes. 
Um, so what we're going to talk about is the weaponization of therapy speech and mm-hmm. just therapy speech kind of as a whole and how it's become so mainstream and normalized, Yeah, which I think is a good thing. Right. However, with everything that's good, there there are bad people that use it in bad ways. Right. But also what I want to say very, very clearly. Well, number one, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> I'm going to probably be reading a lot of these verbatim. And I also watched a video from a psychologist who... I have some notes from, but I encourage you to look at both of these things mm-hmm. and um, take your own assessment. But these are two, I believe they're both clinical psychologists, okay. um, but I'll give you their full whatever and we'll link. Yeah, everything will be in the description. Everything. You'll have access to all that. Yeah. So um, this is not, I might share a couple of my opinions, but what I'm going to read or talk about is their opinions and um, kind research. of their research about it but a lot of it is going to be opinion based because there's not a lot of research on this because it's so new right and um the other thing i want to say is that if you feel a defense because you're like i do this one of the things that it talks about and i don't want to get too into it right now but it's kind of like the over generalization of like words like toxic or abuse and things like that and um the fact that Everybody has capabilities of being toxic. I mean, every single person can be and probably will be toxic at some point in their Mm -hmm. life. And I don't think that means you're a bad person. So if you hear something that is like, oh, my God, I think I do that or I think I've done that. Please don't feel like what we're saying is that you're a bad person. Right. I don't think you are. I don't think I am. I know that I've done some of this stuff. Right. Um, and you I don't know what you don't know. And so I think just learning and trying to be better you're not a bad person. Right. Unless you're doing things maliciously to hurt people. Or you're actively refusing to, to learn. Look inward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that victims a lot of times, this when you were just talking about overgeneralization of things like toxic and abuse. I also know that if you have ever been a victim of certain kinds of abuse, oftentimes people struggle to even say like yes this was abuse Mm -hmm. and so I don't want anyone to doubt themselves um if they're like oh maybe I overgeneralize it or I overuse it like just understand this is a conversation yes this is there is no uh definitive anything everything is so situational and nuanced that's one of the things that the the individualism is huge here and that is kind of one of the things that they talk about is like we can't make everything a blanket yes statement yes so it's kind of like when you're scrolling on TikTok and those tarot readings come up and they're like, take what, what you resonates and leave, leave the rest. rest. Yes. And and as always, guys, we don't know dick about, about shit. shit. That's so, the truth. Yeah. We're just doing our best having a conversation because I do feel that we this is have very important. It's very important. And I also think that we specifically have a responsibility to also talk about this because we talk about oh we use therapy speech quite often exactly quite and i often. feel like it's important for us every now and again to check ourselves totally we probably have overused or misused something and and we try to correct ourselves but at the same time having a designated time to focus on this i think is going to be beneficial to all of us yes yes okay so the topic started I mean, really becoming a big topic of like the weaponization of therapy speech around the time, (laughs) allegedly, (laughs) that that Jonah Hill allegedly (laughs) sent text messages 
allegedly, allegedly to his then girlfriend at the time. Um, and he was stating what his boundaries were to her. You can go Google them. I'm not going to read them all. There was so, so many. Right. But that started um, a lot of this talk and discourse about what is therapy speech? What is, you know, the weaponization of it? And right. what is a boundary? What is, whether this is appropriate or not, and whether this person should respect a boundary or whether this person is misusing the terminology yes. of a boundary. Yes. So this, okay, a lot of this is going to come from um, this Mind Body Green uh, article, but it's written by a doctor of clinical psychology, Perpetua Neo. Okay. I'm probably butchering that. I'm so sorry. Perpetua Neo. Okay. okay. She's a doctor in clinical psychology. So basically, she explains right off the bat, what is therapy speak? So if you don't know what we're talking about, therapy speak is when people use psychological, therapeutic, or mental health language in day-to-day conversations. So we're talking terms like boundaries, abuse, gaslighting, narcissist, psychopath, trauma. And those are thrown around and we're more likely to share about our mental health experiences from anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, ADHD, autism, things like that, which is, I think... A good thing that the internet has done where we've kind of opened the conversation and it's been less of a boogeyman type of thing. It's more of, oh, yeah, this happens to me as well. Right. Sometimes. So sorry. No, go ahead. But I I think the reason. Yes, obviously, things have their positive and negative. So I I understand when some people are like, well, we have to be careful about self-diagnosing and we have to be careful about misinformation that's being spread about these uh, diagnoses because they can sometimes be more harmful than good. But I think what you're saying in that is people with mental health disorders used to be or disabilities were like locked in rooms yes. and like sent away and lobotomized and termed to one thing, which is crazy. Yes. And that was it. And it was like, you're not normal. Exactly. And so I think we've come a long way with normalizing not being normal. Yes. And now it's more so like, okay, but we have to be careful. Yes. So there is such a thing as healthy therapy speak. And um, this is often like open to reflection, review, and education. And it is thoughtfully used. These are all important. Intent here is what is one of the most important things when we're talking about this. And even if you are telling yourself you might be using it thoughtfully, you have to really, really dive deep into why you might be speaking to someone the way you're speaking to someone. Right. Okay. And I also think that, again, sorry, I keep cutting you off. It's fine. But I also think that intent versus impact, which I never really clocked yeah. or, or connected those two before. Um, Drew Offalo posted something um, and she got some kickback on it that she was like welcoming and wanted to acknowledge and apologize for. And I remember in her video, she was like, my intent was never to do that. I apologize. And she goes, but it doesn't matter what my intent was because Because the the impact impact of my words were negative. And so it doesn't matter what I meant by it. The impact was negative. So, and I think with things happening in the government, yeah, people will be like, well, they didn't mean it that way or this wasn't meant to be like this. Okay, but the impact of these words is goes what's important beyond that. Yeah. So I, I think in this circumstance as well, it's like, okay, maybe your intent is to just advocate 
for yourself, but what's the impact on the other end of those words? That part. And that's what you need to be mindful of. I mean, truly, if you do have to be advocating for yourself, but you do have to be mindful of everyone else in the world you interact with. If right. you want to be uh, somebody who's not addicted to other people, <laughs> I guess, in the nicest way that I can put that. Um, or just understanding of the fact that you are a person who has a relationship with another person who is like equal to you in, yeah. in personhood. You yes. Know what I mean? And that that person has feelings right. as well. And it reasons as to why they are who they are and yes. do what they do. So yes. again, th- I think this is, again, the whole nuance part of it is like, it's so circumstantial situational. It's not, yeah, please don't take everything that we say with like a, a hundred percent what it yeah, I'm not trying to sympathize to your... with an abuser right now to be like, oh, well, understand that, yeah, no. maybe he hurt you, but his daddy was mean to him. And it's like, no, 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 no. that's not what not I'm Not the case. And we'll get into that. Yeah. We will get into a little bit of uh, that part of it. Wait, 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 time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm-hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful yes. immediately yes yes would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or this is the case for me afford them Mm. try talkspace by doing everything online talkspace has made getting the help you want easy accessible and affordable sometimes people wait until bad things happen to talk to a therapist and let me tell you as somebody who has stayed on top of their mental health journey Mm When I am faced with really difficult moments, Mm -hmm. because I have all of the tools that my therapists have helped give me, I feel empowered and strong enough to get through them. Yes. You have to be proactive, not reactive. And that's what I I know. Exactly. So why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your own home because I know... 
we're we're homebodies out here. And I don't want to put on pants. That's what I'm saying. It's mental health care made easy. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash tangents. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. You can join a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. So listen, all you have to do is you get on the website, you answer a few questions about what kind of flavors you like, how often you drink wine, if you prefer red, white, rosé. Based on your answers, First Leaf curates an amazing selection of wines just for you. And then later, you rate the wines. And if you don't like them, you don't get them again. Which is so nice. And then all of the wines, based on how you rate them, will then become more tailored to you and what you your fit is. And it's just incredible because you also then get to um, curate how often you get delivery and when you get it delivered. And then you just have wines all the time. <laughs> And you can also talk with their wine concierge to help you figure out what to pair them with. Because if there's one thing I don't know, it's what to freaking pair my wine with. What am I drinking this with? Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash ladiesandtangents to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F. Dot com slash ladies and tangents. Try com slash ladies and tangents. Um, here, every, everyday language is more intentional and the use of therapy speak may be done only when defined for the other party or if there is an understanding that both parties understand the concept discussed. I think this is a big, big, big part of it is that let's say you're talking to your 60-year-old parents, grandparents about a boundary. Mm. Do they know what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> Honestly. Do they know what you're saying? Right. And if not, the miscommunication there can be what causes a lot of turmoil. Right. So I think it, maybe defining that for them before you put, put that out there right. or, you know, knowing whether or not they have that is going to help hold a boundary firm and also give you less pushback. Right. If they understand what you're saying and where you're coming from again take this off i'm not going to say that every single time but yeah, do that please understand to do that um so examples include how would you like me this is quotes how would you like me to show up for you versus just popping in unannounced and insisting you're doing something for their own good mm. do you need support to solve or a listening ear versus going for the jugular and giving unsolicited opinions or mm -hmm. advice mm -hmm. i have a suggestion slash thought would you like me to say it yeah. Because some people are don't need I am so guilty of that. I'm same that's why these were like, ah fuck. I'm I'd guilty. Do this. I'm guilty same. as fuck because I think that I know everything. Same. And I think I'm so smart and, and I so think I'm wise. helping. Yes. I think I'm helping. And I know that there are times when Shane wants my support and I sh don't give it to him in the way that he needs. And in those moments I and battling with myself to be like, do you not want to do it the way that mm -hmm. he, he wants you to do it because you think the way you do it is better? Or are you, you oftentimes, if I'm being really fucking blatantly honest, this is good. This is why I like this. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't want 
to engage with you it's and have this conversation. Not to. Yes. It is. It's less work and that's easier. And so Because sometimes I'm battling my own feelings and 100%. I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to do this. I don't want right to sit now. in this right now because it doesn't feel comfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable right and now. And then that ultimately I understand makes him feel neglected yes. or left alone in in those moments. And like I get it. But I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so. However, what we will talk about in a little bit, not your situation, but I know other people who might be hearing that and thinking pendulum swinging one yes, way. Yes. You don't owe anyone free therapy session. You don't yeah. owe anyone a free venting session. You don't. So if that is becoming too much of a burden, you have every right to be like, I can't do this right now. As long as you're not just shutting that person down for just to be like, go fuck yourself. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do just yeah. want to say that. Don't feel, don't beat yourself up too bad just yet. No, just yet. You will in a little bit because I definitely know you're a piece of shit in other ways. No, but the whole pendulum thing is my biggest issue of never knowing how to find the middle or when to sway farther in one direction. I know. It's a lot. This one uh, is one that I have an issue with and that I'm really, really trying hard to. And I want everyone out there to be mindful of as well because I see this on the internet a lot. Mm -hmm. Ready? Quote. Based on what you've been telling me, this person seems to be doing something bad instead of immediately proclaiming that person as toxic, abusive, or narcissistic. Mm -hmm. That I feel like I see so much. I am guilty of it myself. I have seen people do it to us. Yep. Um, And it's just wild, especially when I see it on the internet. When it's like, hey, you don't fucking know that person. Yeah. That is such a bold thing to cl- claim about someone yes. or something. When you, that, that is such a heavy claim to put on somebody, right. I guess. Right. Um, in a situation that it's like, are you a doctor? And it you? creates a sweeping label for yes. someone as well. Which is you are all bad and there's nothing good to you. Right. And I, I, I hate that. I know that something that I started putting in practice, which like is, was uncharacteristic for me for a really long time. Um, because it feels good when someone is complaining for you to complain about About. a person or an entity or something with them. It feels good to jump in like, Oh, I'm connecting with you because we both are annoyed (laughs) and hate this. Even if I don't really know anything about it, like I want to show my support for you by being pissed on your behalf. Yeah. Um, but something I have started doing because that no longer feels good for me is saying, I don't know who this person is, so I don't feel comfortable commenting on it. Totally. I don't, That's good. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, I don't know these to be true. I can actually understand that maybe with more information, I would feel differently, but it's mm-hmm. not fair to this person for me to like dogpile on them about this. And a lot of times it's really easy too if you've had a similar situation mm. to immediately label that person as the exact same as the person who you've had that situation yep. with and I don't think that's so difficult 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 yeah because you want to relate to I them I do and I've done this too so I'm not I don't want you to I I want everyone right now take a deep breath okay and any shame or anything you're feeling let that go yeah we're not doing that we're We're not not doing shame right now this is not a shameful thing this is just an open conversation i don't want anybody to feel any shame with anything they're hearing or taking in okay yep because no one no one can see you no 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 one can hear you you're good you're just having a moment with yourself right now okay are you ready but i have seen that a lot where people have taken what we've said what we've done 
what our partners have done, things like that, mm. and immediately labeled it as something. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't do that. Yep. That's not a nice thing to right. do. Specifically. It's not a fair thing to do. Tell me if you want me to take this out or not. But specifically, there was one TikTok that we posted mm-hmm. and Sierra was talking about uh, an argument that her and Corey had had. And all of the comments in in that thread mm-hmm. was like, Sierra's toxic. Yep. And I may, I'm the one, I wasn't even there, made a joke about getting naked and not because I was trying to encourage anyone to use their Their sexuality to derail a conversation or like avoid communication. That was my joke that again, impact versus intent, intent versus impact was to say, I find it attractive when somebody is emotionally mature and able to communicate. Now, obviously, the internet does what the internet does, but they, they started took that one minute clip and they ran the fuck with it. labeling us as toxic. Said our husbands should leave us. Mm-hmm. Um, said that we were the most manipulative, yes. controlling. Yes, and here's she's the trying thing. to manipulate him with her body. Well, in the- the- by the way, in that section, I was being extremely vulnerable about the fact that that was a toxic moment for me, that and part. it was something I was learning from, and it was something that I. It is hard to share with the world when you're not perfect and let the world see that I'm a human being who made a mistake that night and I hurt somebody that loves me, who I love very deeply, and (laughs) for the internet to double the fuck down after that had been resolved with the person who it was about was a lot. Yeah. But also, I wanted to talk about this. Let me know if you want to take this out. Can I pause and and do that one more time? Um, Just because... In these moments, and I'm sure I will agree with whatever you're about to say, is it is hard to help other people face parts of themselves that they don't like if you yourself are telling them how ugly they are. Yes. So like if you can in that moment say, I was toxic. I did something I dislike. Yeah. And. I am learning and I'm growing and I'm I'm going to be better for it. I'm trying to heal. It helps give people a roadmap as to how they can get out of moments like that themselves and not beat themselves up and just say, I guess I'm a piece of shit. I guess I'm just toxic. I guess that's how I am. And it's also, yeah, it is so much easier for people to lean into the fact that I'm a piece of shit. I'm bad. If that's what you're telling them, if you're like, Hey, there's absolutely no hope for you person (laughs) that I don't know at all. Right. Um, so just absolutely you should die or whatever yeah. the fuck. Cause what, yep. what were you saying? You should, should be alone you. forever until you're miserable and you are just done with the world. Fix because yourself before involving him in your talk. I was shit. like, Hey, I'm trying. That's the whole fucking point. That was <laughs> yeah. the point of it. Is yeah. that like, I am trying. This doesn't feel helpful. But either. I'm no, and it wasn't. That's the other thing. Are you trying to be helpful or are you, are you trying, trying to be hurtful? To, are you using some of that hurt you're feeling inside? And pushing it out into the world onto other people. Right. Because they probably that. saw that and f- could relate to something in their own life and wishes they could have said that to that person. And- but also, what does that do? Here's what I want to talk about. Because there have been so many people who have asked me, like, have you had a run-in with the person who has abused you, mm. with the person who's done this horrible stuff to you? You know, did you have that moment where you were like, showed you? And honestly, never. Do I want to? Never. I am a better person. For not having done, I have never done anything after the fact of our relationship to intentionally hurt him, and I never will. Because right. for me, what does that do? Right. If I would do that, what would that make me feel? Nothing. And, and how would that make you different? It didn't. Ha- it wouldn't help me. Right. 
at all. All I would be doing is hurting him. And to me, that does nothing. I have no wishes to intentionally hurt anybody, um, including people who hurt me. And it's really hard at the time that you're in it. Trust me, I did things in the middle of Mm -hmm. that relationship. But in this moment, I am healing. I feel mostly healed. I feel like the, the best thing I could do is just become the best version of myself because, yeah. That's, that's like the greatest. That's what you deserve. Yes, you deserve peace. And and I don't care what happens in his life. I really don't. I yeah. truly don't. Um. So I I don't wish any of that on anybody. Well, now I can't stop thinking. What was the thing that you were like? You can take this out if you want. Oh well, we'll get into that. I will. Okay. okay I will okay. talk about that in a minute. Circle back. Yes, Johnny. Circle back. That was something that we didn't completely really? explain to you guys in <laughs> last week's episode. No way to. Well, we started ta- we started saying circle back in the car with Noah. Yeah. And then you said old Johnny circle back. And I said I, s- I went to college with Johnny. Circleback. I said I went to prom with Johnny circle back. And you said I smoked weed with Johnny, Johnny circle back. <laughs> and I goes, that why I was alone at prom? He was smoking weed with you. Yes. Anyway, and so we just kept going on about this whole bit about this imaginary Johnny circle back thing. I did tell Noah that was his real dad. <laughs> I told him he was Noah circle back. <laughs> Yeah. Of the famous circlebacks, he's yes. inheriting a great fortune. Yes. Thank God my child is old enough to laugh with us and like get our bits. <laughs> he was laughing so hard he was yeah. crying in the back yeah. over Johnny Circleback. Okay. So weaponized therapy speak, which we've kind of talked about a little bit, is um therapy speak that is wielded to bolster your own stance, um, or worse, used to manipulate control or hurt somebody right so this is really where the jonah hill thing came in although i will say and i don't know a lot about it outside of that specific situation so don't come for me if you're like he's an abuser i don't i don't know that um but from just the text messages alone i don't know that i would label him as a horrible person i do feel like he was being controlling yes and this is what, okay, so I watched another YouTube video and the woman who posted it, her name was Dr. Anna. Okay. And um, she, I have notes. I'm so sorry why this is going to be, I have notes that I wrote out while watching this video and then I left my fucking notepad at home <laughs> so Corey had to send me the notes. But in this video, she says, while yes, we all have a right to set whatever boundaries we want for ourselves, I think we are getting to a place in our culture where it's considered that we don't even have to do any sort of introspection or reflection on why our boundaries are the way that they are. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of, hold on, let me see, is this boundary even appropriate to have? Is this maybe a controlling boundary? And at what point is a line crossed? So I think what's important when you're setting a boundary is to think for example Jonah Hill what I, what it seemed to me was he set that boundary out of self-esteem issues and instead of looking inward at mm. the fact that he has self-esteem issues at the fact that he is allegedly je- allegedly <laughs> allegedly at the fact that he maybe has some jealousy issues at mm-hmm. the fact that he you know I, I think that stems from a place of early relationships yes. and early but also potentially some internalized misogyny for sure for sure so out of all of those things i think where he went wrong outside of thinking he could control another person is he put that work on her yes he put the the responsibility on her yes and that's what i wanted 
to really point out in this is I think when people set boundaries, sometimes or expectations or anything, I think what they're doing is I don't have to do the work right now because I'm putting it on you. You need to prove it to me. Yes. Where it's like. But you also need to do the work to ask yourself, why do I have these boundaries? Why Why is this reacting this way? Boundary to me to have. Yes. And you also need to do that work. Same thing where um, I know that sometimes people will be like, I'm going to get loud and mad right now because I'm I'm anxious. I'm anxious. You can have anxiety all day. You can have depression all day. Mm -hmm. Your mental illness is not an excuse to treat other people like shit, even if you're communicating that you're going to. Now, what you can say is, I'm feeling really anxious right now. And I know that I'm going to be, you did it great. Right off the bat, when you and I started working together, you Mm -hmm. had a moment where you did this phenomenally, where you said, (laughs) I'm feeling anxious right now. And I know I'm going to take it out on you. I'm going to go in the other room. Mm. And you went into the other room. You didn't take, it wasn't towards me, but Yeah. yeah. So you walked into the other room and you just took a couple breaths and you came back out and you were like, I'm sorry, this was all really overwhelming for me. I'm okay with doing it now, but I didn't want to take that out on you. Yeah. And that to me felt very, you didn't lash out. You didn't get mad or yell. And instead of being like, I'm triggered, so I'm going to scream. Right. Which is not helpful, which is still hurtful. You telling me that you're going to do it doesn't make it hurt any less. (laughs) Yeah. You said or doesn't give you a free pass to do it. Mm-hmm. Not at all. You well, I said, let you know I was going to scream. <laughs> nope. <laughs> or I'm going to treat you like shit. Right. Doesn't work like that. But if you can tell that it's coming on and you can maybe communicate in a way that's like, I know I need a little space right now. I'm yep. going to take a couple deep breaths. That I think is where it becomes helpful and not harmful. Yeah. I used to have to like lock myself in my bedroom sometimes whenever it was really, really bad. Like, I do too. Right before I, I started going to therapy and uh, I, I used, Shane would get home and I would immediately run to my room, close the door, and I would sit with my back against the door and start hysterically crying mm-hmm. because I was so Gotta let those emotions overwhelmed out. Yeah. and I didn't, it's not that I don't want my kids to see me have emotions, but I have been pretty good at being able to tell when my emotions are going to be less of an example and more of a outburst yeah it's going to cause more damage than it is understanding that's good yeah. so yeah i think that's good that's really healthy okay so here's some examples of some weaponized therapy things okay this is what we were just talking about missing the concepts of boundary and trauma so boundaries refer to your, quote, hell knows, a.k.a. the things you are unwilling to accept about how people treat you. Boundaries do not refer to how you can package your dislikes and disapprovals into controlling someone else's life or how they do things. Right. You can't say my boundary is that I don't even um, again. I'm gonna sorry. Use- I remembered one I could use if you wanted. Go ahead. So um, Shane, whenever we were redoing our bedroom in our current house. He was like, I'm not painting. And I said, okay, you don't have to paint. I'll paint the room. And so I started painting the room, but then it was bedtime for the kids. And I had just a little bit more to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids only wanted me yes. to put them down. And I said, can you just go take over? So I, I'm almost done painting. Can you just do this? And he said, I set a boundary that I'm not painting. And I'm like, that's not how boundaries work. <laughs> no, right. Now, if he doesn't want to paint it, that's he doesn't fine, have to paint that's, it. That's fine. That's not a boundary. Don't, yeah, don't phrase it like that. Yes. Because yes. it's, and that's the other thing that this um, 
Dr. Anna, who I watched the video on, was like, therapy speak works, especially whenever you're either one actively in therapy and going a lot or you are a therapist yourself. Otherwise, a lot of times people maybe will misuse it because they don't understand it. You have to understand psychologists, they're going through 10 plus years of schooling plus continued education to make sure they're using things correctly. And that's the thing is Shane genuinely just wanted to say, I don't want to paint the wall. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that people think that they're not allowed to say when they don't want to do something. They're not allowed to say no. I'm not allowed to say no. So in order to not do something or to avoid saying no and feeling like a bad person, I'm going to put it behind a boundary. Now I don't have to do it. And, and now I don't you have to, have to respect me, <laughs> yes. which is not the case, by the way. It's not, people don't have to respect your boundaries at right. all. The boundary is less of a, you have to do this and more of a, I will do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your boundary is on you to enforce and on you to, what the boundary has to have is consequences behind it, which is, Okay, if you are continuously mean to me, if you continuously harm me, I'm taking myself away from the situation. Now, if you don't take yourself away when that continues to happen, the boundary is what the fuck did you do it yeah, for? Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you're then to me, all that says is you were just trying to control that person, which I get. I do. Right. Because they should be nice to you, but you can't control other people. Right. So the boundary is only so that's the there. Intent. What was the intent behind those words? Was it to actually remove ha- your have a ha- have a boundary, protect yourself or yourself, or, or was it to try to change that person's actions? Right. And I wish we could sometimes with shitty people, but you can't. And so the boundary is there for you and you alone. That is it, and that mm-hmm. has to be in your mind when you make it. The other thing that she said in this uh, thing, which I hope the video. Is here. Boundaries are framed as this be-all, end-all, inherently valid construct, regardless of their content, that everyone must respect our boundaries or else see you later. I'm and never that's painting a single room ever, ever again. again. That's and, my boundary. And, and that's not the case. That's not the case. I feel so bad. Honey, I'm not making fun of you. And You're never going to listen to this. That's not what I mean. I just, no, no, I'm no. sorry that I use that as an example, but it is a It funny, is a good, it's it's a good example. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's um a harmless example as well so it's just it just goes to show that literally anyone who you can think is as emotionally intelligent as yeah anybody can use these words incorrectly and that can be where it's like "Mm, maybe i need to take a step back and do i (laughs) actually know what this means yeah and like would i say he was weaponizing it no no Maybe he was maybe just, squirt gun level weapon, but like he was just using it he incorrectly. He was using it incorrectly, and that's how it starts: is using yes. stuff like that incorrectly. Yes. So, um, and then this person says, "Lately, I've been seeing everything blamed on trauma. Not everything leads to trauma, and not everyone develops trauma from the same event. Yes. By definition, trauma is an event that deep that is deeply disturbing or unsettling to the nervous system, so that your brain." And body keep re-experiencing the same situation slash symptoms repeatedly as if it is still stuck back at the first event. Mm -hmm. So big T trauma often happens when we have someone when we have been at risk of losing our lives, witnessing someone else lose their life or have been through abuse. Repeated incidents often called uh, cause CPTSD. Um, referring to complicated PTSD. Right. Small T trauma develops from common life experiences like bereavements, job loss. Um, and even seemingly joyous ones like job promotions mm-hmm. or um, moves and things yeah. like that. Okay, number two, calling everyone an abuser, every relationship toxic, or even the overuse of the phrase gaslighting. 
While we should not have to ask someone to prove that they've been abused or hurt, we similarly should not rush to brand everything abusive or toxic. I mm -hmm. wanted to wait until this moment to bring up what I was going to bring up when we were talking about that, okay. which was, again, if you want to cut this out, you can. But I think it's enough time has passed to say yeah. it. And if this person still listens, I wish you wouldn't, to be honest, because I have a lot of feelings. Okay. The reason why we had to stop and kind of close ourselves off and our families off oh. of um, the guys being on the podcast as much, my family being yes, on, like yes, kids yes, and yes, stuff, yes, yes. we got a comment. And this is like such a small one-time comment, but honestly, it has like stuck with me because of where I was in that moment in my life yeah. and what I have been through. And also because it felt like gaslighting at the time. Yeah. Somebody commented. Under uh, an instance of us having the guys on for a Valentine's Day episode and says, is it just me or does Corey seem low key toxic? Mm -hmm. And this comment was probably almost three years ago. Yeah. So we weren't engaged. We weren't nothing. And it was such a weird thing. See, had only been on twice at that point. Uh -huh. You would have seen two hours into his life. And for you to brand him like that. But to me, I was like, this is not a big fucking deal. I'm just going to delete the comment because I have that right. And it is yes. on my social media. So I deleted it. Didn't think twice about it. Right after that, they commented again and said, Sierra deleting my comment kind of proves my point. Mm -hmm. So I fucking went ahead and messaged that person. And I said, I don't know why you feel the need to like comment these things, but I, I don't need to like his family sees that he will see that. And like, I don't want it out there. It's somebody I care and love about. And like, you're wrong. Right. And you don't know them. And that's mean. You're well, being fucking mean. Well, especially because the way that it was written was like anyone else wanna... a, in such a like mean girl fashion that was like, am, am I, I right? right, guys? Like, let's talk shit in, in a public platform. Yeah. And I'm like, this is weird. So, well, and especially because, again, you said that at that point they had only really heard from him for two hours, and you know him, and you know his heart, and you also yes. know that he was so anxious. Oh that my day. god, he so was anxious. so nervous to be on it. He was so scared he was going to ruin it for you, and he Say was going to yeah do the wrong thing. He was in his head mm -hmm. during it afterwards, and so it's it's really disheartening to know that someone worked really hard mm -hmm. to overcome some of their fears and anxieties to show up and support you yeah only to have we someone... begged them to do it he didn't right. want to we kind right. of forced him to yeah to have them like pick apart him in that way and and not even say why they thought that just right. completely put that label on him he's right. toxic because why because i say so and it's the same and reason then... i dislike people commenting things like that labeling something because other people may not watch or may not listen. They may just read the comments mm -hmm. to get an understanding. And now you have already tainted someone's vision of someone yeah. with the words you've used. Yeah. And it was so bizarre, too, because I thought that would just end it. Like, hey, you're kind of being mean. That mm -hmm. was a mean comment. I don't want it up there. So I deleted it. I didn't even have to give them an explanation, but I did because I felt bad that I deleted it. They went on this big, long rant about how... Oh, that proves even more like basically using what they knew about my past relationship to tell me that I didn't know him at all. And like when I say gaslit, that's why they were like, I know you better trying to control you your don't reality. understand that this is what he is and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -mm. It was so bizarre. So we ended up just blocking the person. And again, if you still listen, 
I hope that you feel differently, have grown <laughs> something because that was such an upsetting moment that I think about constantly yeah. and that I want to now protect him from, which is weird because he's an adult man and I shouldn't yes, have to feel still, that. No, right. But you love him. Yeah. And, and I do. And, and I know him more than anybody. <laughs> and that's another thing as someone with a platform, we are very conscious of the fact that we don't ever want to weaponize our audience. Mm-hmm. The same the same reason we don't want to weaponize therapy speech. And if we fuck up, we want to own it's why it. I have learn. never said my ex's name, why I will never out him, why I don't say anything about anything that could detail who he was. Mm-hmm. I, even though I know you'll come from a good place, if you do it, I don't want anyone going to him. Right. I don't want anything negative. Well, that's thrown at him. That's also why we never told anybody who whose podcast we were on in LA. Yes. We never named no. them. And it's because no, 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 I don't want I don't want that. Right. It doesn't do any good for anybody. Yeah. So there's that. And but I think that al- is done uh, uh, sorry. Go we've on. also said before too that just because there were people in our lives that were a we would label abusive, toxic, or traumatic to us in some type of way. Um, one, oftentimes that's been confirmed by professionals. But mm-hmm. two, we also acknowledge that somebody who could be toxic, abusive, whatever, to me, could be totally different to someone else. I have done horribly toxic things to people in my same, past. Same. And if you went and interviewed them about me, they would have probably not great things to say about me. Yep. And they could probably label me one of any two ways. Now, do I believe that's who I am anymore? No. Have I done the work to not be that person anymore? Yes. And do I know now why I did the things I did? Yes. Does, does that make it okay? Right. No. But I would hate to be labeled as forever abusive, toxic, uh, whatever, because of that one moment when I was very young and very um, emotionally unintelligent. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month without clumping. That means no more wasting litter. There's one thing I love about my cat. It's that she goes poopy in a box. (laughs) And then I don't have to pick it up from outside, okay? I also love that about your cat. Pretty litter makes it. So guess what? I don't even have to smell it in my home. And it also ships free to your door. I know that because I dropped you off one day and there it was waiting for you. It's so nice. And convenient. I don't want to go to the store to get my litter because then I have to pick the bag up and lug it around the entire store. And most of the times, let's be honest, those litters are clumpy and dusty and I just don't want to deal with it. And you know what I do every time I go to your house and I'm around your litter box is I look to see if the, any of those crystals have changed color. I'm checking in on your cat's health. I'm she's looking so to healthy. see if she's got any, you know, urinary tract infections, kidney issues, anything that's going to make those crystals turn a funky color that they're not supposed to be. That's the coolest part about Pretty Litter. It'll detect that right away and you can get your cat help as soon as they need it. Because guess what? Those little sweet angels won't tell us when they're mm. not feeling that good. You can count on Pretty Litter to keep your house smelling fresh and clean. So go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash tangents. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So many of us love coffee. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it... 
with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we would like to admit. Mm, But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. And honestly, it's game changing. It really is. You just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee and voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines or mess required. It's so good. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. It is honestly one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I was going to say, when you use it, you need to put it in a clear glass because it's so fun to watch. It is so fun to watch. And also the texture of it Mm. is the most incredible, Mm -hmm. beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. I was like shocked. Yeah. The best part, it works on both hot and iced coffee. And honestly, I've tried it on both. Love it both ways. It comes in three foaming, delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Mm -hmm. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. So it says, we all have toxic behaviors after all, and sometimes even the best and most mindful of us do hurtful things. What matters is that with awareness, we work to repair the damage and make the relationship stronger. When someone is abusive, it means that they are consistently acting in ways that hurt you mentally, physically, sexually, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. Further, there is little attempt to repair that, but rather you're told that you're crazy or sensitive. Any repair is piecemeal and transient, and you will pay for it eventually. Mm-hmm. And chances are that this person is doing it deliberately or gets kicks out of it in some way. So that's where you can tell the difference. You know, when some people are like moving the the goalpost. Yeah. They're wanting this from you and then changing. It's not good enough. Yes. It's almost like um, this. It's so nuanced. It's so complicated. It is. Because there's situations where you can create and establish boundaries that are absolutely necessary and Mm -hmm. you can hold those boundaries but again that goes back to what's your intent of them or even your expectations or your requests of a person saying like this is how I want to be loved in a relationship this is how I want someone to show up for me and if you don't do those things you don't get access to me that's fine (laughs) then hold that though hold it because if the person starts doing those things and then now you change. Well, because the, the... Or they weren't good enough. What happened was Jonah Hill said those were his boundaries for a relationship always. However, he entered that relationship with that woman knowing she did those things. Right. She never didn't do those. Right. So, so that's where it lies a little bit. You became controlling was that those weren't your boundaries. Those were... And if they were, then... You didn't hold them in the beginning. Right. Because you entered into that and then you decided to start holding them. You can't do that. Right. <laughs> well, you can, but then, okay, that's on you to leave the relationship then. Right. You're not going to. You don't get to tell the other person. You need to change. To be, how to be. Yes. So uh, similarly, when someone gaslights you, they're intentionally screwing with your take on reality. So you stop trusting yourself and you trust them instead. So someone accidentally giving you the wrong information or a one-off <laughs> lie is not gaslighting you necessarily. Yes. So there's the difference. And that's why I felt like that person, and I'm not going to say even that they specifically were, but it felt so much like gaslighting to me because it was like, how are you going to tell me who who he is or who I am? Right. Because they were saying like, I know you. They even said the phrase at one point, I believe that like, I know you and this is why I'm like worried about you and Mm, blah, blah, blah. mm -hmm. And it was like, you don't, but you don't know me. You You think you do, but you you know what I allow you to see. Exactly. 
and yes, a lot of that is vulnerable mm-hmm. and it, it is all true, but it's a fraction yes. of the entirety of me and my relationship. Exactly. Okay, we'll do two more, just small parts, and then we'll go to the end of it. Because there's so many of these. Yeah. Again, I'm going to link this. So if you want to read it in its entirety, but these are just the ones I think are as Oh, are here's important. a harmless example of real life gaslighting. Okay. Frogman and all his tadpoles. <laughs> okay. I know you guys don't listen. All no. right. And if you are friends of Frogman, you're probably a girl at that school. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this to you. If you think that those people will not turn on you, in a second. That part. They will. They will. They will. Please do not dogpile people to get other people to, to like, like you. you. Now, again, maybe I'm talking to absolutely nobody, but, but I, I saw maybe? that. I saw that there were girls from the school who were I saw myself in, in those girls, man. And I felt sick because I was used yes. so many times by people because... I was either a body to like make the gang look bigger mm-hmm. or I was the mouthpiece who was the loudest and the meanest. Mm-hmm. But none of those people invited me to their parties. No. Nobody invited me to hang out. I didn't go to the movies with them. They don't genuinely care about you. No. They're it, using you. Yes. So again, maybe I'm talking to absolutely nobody, but just in the off case that I am talking to someone, I wanted to say that. But well, you could be talking to other people who don't know Frogman and maybe are just in high school and maybe true. are having an experience like that. So that's true. I think that. But Frogman, um, <laughs> who did hit our friend's car, okay? Um, because there are witnesses. Because there are witnesses and cameras at Walmart. Um, and a note. We've seen the note that was left on the car. All of them kept commenting, you hit Frogman. We have the tapes. We have There's the tapes. There's cameras. We saw it. Which and, was all And we kept saying, like, hey, it. let's see the tapes then. Which yeah. they, they, I know they were just kids. You should have seen fucking... our DMs because we got the real story. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but... They tagged us yes. in something that said, gaslighting, gaslighting isn't, isn't real. You're, you're just crazy. So to me, that's real gaslighting. It like, is. It didn't really affect us. No. But I'm, it's an example. I'm making an example of it now to have a bunch of people come over and try to tell us what reality was and then literally calling us crazy. Yes. That is, that's gaslighting. It is. Absolutely. Someone telling you their perception of a story uh, of an experience that's different from yours isn't gaslighting. Oh my God, you're hitting the nail on the next one. Okay. So this says number three, the next harmful thing is gaslighting you to put you in your place. There are people who might use therapy speak. Now this is exactly what they did, but Mm -hmm. there are people who might use therapy speak to appear intellectually or morally superior Mm -hmm. or voice mental health diagnoses upon you in order to put you in your place. My ex used to do this. For instance, this is your anxiety talking. You're an anxious person and therefore blank. Mm, mm-hmm. That is gaslighting, yep. especially if you're not a mental health professional. Yep. My ex used to tell me all the time, you're doing this because you're depressed. This is your depression, blah, blah, blah. That's why you're not a whatever. Yep. G- whatever I was worried about <laughs> not being, he was like, you're not. And this is why. And right. you shouldn't talk to those people because they think you are crazy because you symptom of my depression. Okay. Right. So like. Things like that were very much used him to isolate you try- and controlling who I could be around and whatever. Because in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I am the crazy one. And they don't want to be around me because they know that I'm this crazy right. psycho person, which none of that was true. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's just another example. This is the last one. Here we go. 
I also feel like, sorry, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or if it's going to connect to something else, but I feel like sometimes when people are using therapy speech too and they're speaking in absolutes, like you never do this or you've always been this way is another way. It is. I don't know if if gaslighting is the right word, but almost to like manipulate your perception. Well, there is, uh, yeah, it's, there is something like that. I'm I'm not going to go into it, but it says diagnosing or psychoanalyzing someone and then being sanctimonious or displaying them like a circus freak. So basically telling them who they are, what they are, or using personality as an excuse is another one. Mm-hmm. Your blank isn't an excuse to be this or you're, you're a this and that's why you do this. Right. You can't label people absolutes. in absolutes in that way because realistically saying always and never. Yes can't it can't be true like um and that's also putting them in a box where they can't grow right or uh, and like who the fuck are you to do that because okay let's let's say this if i say to you sierra you never do this Mm -hmm. let's uh water the plants yeah you never water the plants but i have before yes (laughs) no you've never watered them yeah but you're sitting here and you go, I, have I literally have, though. And I remember doing it and I could explain no, it. I've never seen you and you've never. And you or, won't. Or even if I decided that doing it that one time, two times, however many times Doesn't wasn't count. enough, mm-hmm. then you never do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That is, I feel like that falls into this type of totally realm. I agree. Okay, this is the last one that I'm going to do. But again, there are so many more. So please go look at this because I think it's important. I think it will help you be a better person if that's something that you want. And I think it's something we should all strive for. Okay, (laughs) Number four, you have to help me stay accountable. So this is kind of where it was also like this person even says like my friends will basically treat me like a free therapist because I am one. And I'm like, hey, I'm. I'm off the clock. I don't I'm off ask the clock, my dentist husband for a root canal at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not this not what we're doing. I'm yeah. I'm and my I, dentist husband isn't a dentist. That would <laughs> no, be weird. That, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> okay, here we go. Accountability uh, accountability <laughs> accountability is a great thing when the party in question is actually interested in staying accountable and has enough integrity and responsibility to live up to it. Says dark personality types love to wield it to their own ends. They aren't actually interested in changing, nor is it possible for them to change. However, by telling you that you have to help them stay accountable to be a better person, that hooks you in more. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the responsibility now lies on you. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do as much work because now it's your responsibility. I don't. Another thing that I've been starting to do is when people say like, because it it sounds like a compliment. It sounds yeah. like a compliment and saying, I need like, you to help me. I learned so much from you. It's like that, but that's not my job. That's not my job. That's not my job. And it's not, and it's, it's, right. that's emotional labor from and me. And that's that, why it's hard for me to different, differentiate with Shane sometimes where I'm like, I, I am your wife. I am, I your, am your partner. I do want to be there for you to support you, but I I'm can't not your in therapist. this way. This yeah. is not something I can do. Totally. But sometimes I don't want to. No. Uh, it says, you think that because decent people are committed to accountability that they would be too. But when this personality type commits another transgression and you call them out on it the way that they ask you to, they'll tell you things like, you know, I can't help it. Or I can't promise you I can change because I don't know if I can. And then it feels like Groundhog Day all over again, except now you have the responsibility to lie on you of how horrible it all feels. Right. So that's. Again, nuance, devil's advocate here. I do think that sometimes 
when people say they want to change to expect that they're never going to fall back into old patterns is unrealistic a hundred percent but that's not your responsibility but that's not your responsibility that's that's where where you have to hold your boundary with things and even if it's and it doesn't have to be like i'm going to leave the situation but it could be like hey if you talk to me like that we're shutting down the conversation is over and i'm not going to tolerate that and that can be what that boundary is hey i'm not going to let you speak to me this way right so if you do again just know i'm going to leave the room right right boom and then and then you have to enforce that. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be like, no, you better not. It's right. okay. Just be prepared then to leave the room when that happens. Because in situations like that, like the example of it being being during a miscommunication or an argument, the likelihood that someone takes one argument to all of a sudden learn how to have a disagreement. It can't. Yeah. It's, it's not, not, it's how not it's realistic. Be. Yeah. So yeah. it's and up it to takes you time to decide how long You're you willing. want to be support someone when they're working through those things definitely okay so what to do if someone is using weaponized therapy speak to you i guess so this is the number one thing trust your gut if you feel like something is off then it probably is a lot of victims of toxic people will tell you that they feel something was wrong from the start but they rationalize it over and over again don't do that um know you have the permission to say no gracefully Most people who are afraid to say no tend to believe otherwise. This is the therapist speaking. When people pressure me to be a free therapist, for instance, I tell them this is a privilege I reserve for my clients. To respect my energy and their investment, I do not step into therapist mode when off duty. If you think this person might be weaponizing therapy speak unintentionally, you can educate them. And starting with, from what I understand, blank, like gaslighting, refers to this. Therefore, I don't know if this applies here. What do you think? And then if you think they're being deliberate, here's some phrases you can say, quote, this isn't something I'd like to discuss with you. And then Mm -hmm. you can add, when I do, I'll let you know. Quote, you can ask me questions and if I don't want to answer, I'll let you know. Or quote, I already have professionals I pay to deal with these things. Let's spend our time together talking about something we both enjoy. Ooh. And this, this, she said that's her personal favorite. And then if need be, if, if you truly believe that person is a toxic person, it's okay to just in, disengage altogether. You don't owe them anything. But again, that's your responsibility to disengage. Don't berate them. Don't mm-hmm. call them this, this, that, and the other. Don't make them, um, you, you don't Feel need small. to do harm to them right. to remove yourself. Right. And that's, I, I say that from someone who did remove themselves. You and I say it as someone who used to cause harm with my words. Yes. You don't need to necessarily to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. It's or not. Or make a point. No. It doesn't do any good to anybody. Right. And then here's the, the biggest thing that we'll end on is how to avoid using weaponized therapy. Speak yourself. Because again, it's very easy to do. And we've all done it, I feel. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's an overgeneralization. But I think we all on this couch at least have yeah. done oh, it. I oh, can say. definitely. I can say confidently. Yeah. A one-off statement that someone might be acting differently due to something going on in their life is empathy and awareness based on patterns of human experience. Non-stop analysis of what someone is or isn't doing, thinking, feeling due to childhood issues or some other traumatic event is patronizing and unnecessarily intrusive. There's a reason mental health professionals go to school for a long time and continue education through their careers because we should neither be making assumptions nor force-fitting people into certain models or theories. More importantly, you are not a therapist or counselor. It is not your job to therapize or solve someone's problem. 
Consider the big constellations of therapy speak that you use, if any. Are they about communication, relationships, or mental health diagnosis? Get educated correctly about them and know that a viral TikTok won't always tell you the truth. That's important. Speak in everyday language as simply as possible. This is what the Dr. Anna video that I watched She Mm. said, sometimes, too, the other thing is you could be thinking you're being helpful by using therapy speak, but it comes off as almost robotic or cold, Mm, mm -hmm. calculated Mm -hmm. in a way that is not humanizing. Right. And so it can really make that person feel very confused, discombobulated because they're like, you're not talking to me like I know you. You're talking to me like a fucking AI robot. Mm -hmm. And so it can have the opposite effect that you want to where they immediately get on the defense. Defensive. Because they're like, you're talking to me condescendingly. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's so many times where I have spoken to people and they're like, you're you're being condescending. And like my intent is never to be condescending. But that is the impact it can have. Especially because I think for a long time, the way that I interacted and engaged with people was different than how I do it now and so it seemed condescending well especially if you're using words they don't know the meaning to yes and how would they if they right. don't go to therapy so if you're talking to somebody who doesn't go to therapy often and you're using these huge phrases and big paragraphs they can be like it could be like someone trying to explain the fucking Pythagorean theorem to me where I'm like you're talking gibberish right now well and that's that's what I was going to say is it wasn't even about therapy off of the majority of the time because I didn't even start going to recently. But a lot of times when I would speak about stuff in the classroom or behaviorist tactics or um, childhood development mm-hmm. or uh, any political things, yeah, people thought I was being condescending. But it's because for a long time I didn't speak how I wanted to speak, which yeah. is very methodical and very uh, long winded yeah. and with a lot of terminology because I want people to understand that what I'm saying comes from an informed place yeah. but I also understand that when you're trying to come from an informed place to someone who like is not even ready for that conversation mm-hmm. it can come off as you're talking down to me totally which sometimes again is that person's responsibility to be like why do you always feel like someone's talking down to you and when in doubt ask them what they think they heard yes. ask them what they think they mean I knew that you would love that part that I highlighted that specifically for you. When in doubt, ask them what they heard or what they think you mean. Right. Because a lot of times there can be such a miscommunication there and intent versus impact. Your intent is not what happened. So it can be so helpful to be like, what just happened there with you and I? What did you hear? What do you think I meant when I said that? Because I'll tell you what I did mean, but I want to hear first what you heard. Um, and then if you would like to m- mention your own diagnosis, use it in a, a supportive way. For instance, as someone with ADHD, I might invite someone to walk and talk with me because it helps my brain focus better. This is that person. Um, <clears throat> and then she'll say, like, if you catch me doodling, I'm actually listening. I'm not being rude to you. It's just explaining things like that. Oh, my this God. That's way- so my dad. <laughs> my dad has a notepad right next to the phone. So when he's on the phone, he's just half the time. He doesn't know what the hell he's yeah, doing. He's it's just, just like. I, yeah. Now I can pay attention. That's what same, I do with crochet and stuff like same that. Same thing sometimes. where I can have a full conversation with my sister mm-hmm. or with you where music is blaring, children are screaming, stuff <laughs> is going on because I, I'm i laser focused. Yeah. But if I try and talk to Shane in the car with the music up, he's like, why are you, what are you trying to do? You know, I can't hear <laughs> I can't anything over on, this. Yes. And I'm like, oh. Sorry. 
Um, okay, so this way it says I focus on making it a win-win-win for me, them, and the relationship. I always end it with, with what do you think so we can find a middle ground. If you're currently experiencing higher levels of anxiety, you could say I'm feeling crappy today, so please don't take it personally. If you see me distracted, call me back down to earth. Yeah. Things like that. Um, always make it a two-way street. How much information someone wants to give you or how much they want to reflect about a situation is up to them. You can state that the terms of your engagement are always up for review or discussion so you both don't feel trapped in the dynamic you've created. I love that. Isn't that so good? Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing to take away here is like you don't have to do any of these things. You Mm -hmm. can continue on. It's just how do you want your relationships with people to progress in the future? Because if you don't care, then continue doing what you're doing. But just know you might isolate yourself from people because people don't necessarily have to take being talked to a certain way or treated a certain way or um, boundaries. They, They might not, you know, you have to be ready to enforce those. And again, I just want everyone to be Super introspective if they can and aware of the things they say and they do and how it might potentially impact other people in their lives that they care about because I do think that's I think that's a a very hard thing to do because people still working on it. People use these things, like you said, with boundaries and Mm. and, uh, I think in my experience recently, when I have set a boundary and I've held the boundary and I've maintained that I'm going to continue holding this boundary. I think the other person thought that my intent behind it was to elicit some kind of change in them. And I'm yeah. like, I don't care if you change or not. Ever. This it doesn't is, matter. This isn't about you doing something different. It's about me saying that this is how I feel most comfortable and how I'm going to continue to operate. And, and this is the way that I feel the most comfortable keeping you in my life. Yeah. But also keeping myself safe Sa- and sane. Yes. And that, that again, if there's pushback, maybe a little more open communication right. in that. And I think if I would have set a boundary with the expectation that this person needs to change. Yeah. like Or perform a certain way. Like they just like freaking ram. I just don't think you can set a boundary and expect someone to try to burst through it and then be upset when they stop knocking it's almost like what did you want them to do yeah yeah they thought they were listening they thought they were doing what you wanted and so like it's yeah it's just kind of understanding your going back to the very beginning Mm -hmm. intent behind it and whether or not you do anything to elicit a change in the other person or whether you're establishing it for yourself and I guess that goes with all of the other terms as well like are you using this terminology to help like someone better understand you are you using well, it to negatively label this person this experience this whatever you love a you love an analogy yes, Dr. Sure Anna do. used a great one she says a fork is a tool we use it to eat mm. we love a fork we love a tool if you're Ariel you can brush your hair with it yep. okay uh-huh. however you could also stab someone with it yep it's not a great way to use a fork but you can use it that way <laughs> you can. and so therapy speak is very much the same it, it is a tool to help better ourselves but just know there are ways that we could potentially... I've accidentally stabbed people multiple times with forks. Okay? That's actually true. I, I have accident- accidentally stabbed I have people. accidentally stabbed somebody with a fork. <laughs> they were leaning into my plate and I didn't see it. Okay? Yeah. But that's, again, it wasn't my intent. 
Did I apologize afterwards? Yes. Do I try to look before I just blindly stab at my plate now? Sure. I learned (laughs) from that experience. So that's all we're saying. I do like an analogy. Use your tool. Use your tool wisely. Yes. That's what I always say. (laughs) That's all we're saying. To all of you listening out there, be wise with your tools. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I have today. Thank you so much. I I hope that, 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 you know, that wasn't too... Um, we tried to lay it out as well as we could. I think it gave a lot of stuff to chew on. Good. For sure. Yeah. Chew on him. Yeah. Chew on my Put tool. that in your mouth and chew on it. <laughs> All right. That's that on Weaponized Therapy Speech, everybody. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye. <laughs>